on this episode of Conspiracy Realist. Welcome back to the second episode of Conspiracy Realist. Nick has recorded in the past 24 hours. <laughs> That's like the bottle of sake that the anime mentor character, who's a drunk because he's old, but he's still super wise, drinks. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to do a Japanese accent. Poseidon's pastrami, man. We got all the shit that a Jersey Devil could need. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on, you idiots? Welcome back to Mean Guys Make Fun of You, the podcast where we're just downright dastardly. We're the alphas, you're the... No, we're the sigmas, and you're sigmas. the betas. Sigmas. We're sigma switch. Sigma male. Sigma male. So I know, I know you can't see me. But I have a bit of a theme going on on my end for tonight's episode. A theme? What do you mean, a theme, if I can't see? So I just, well, <laughs> it's more for me. It's more okay. for me than it is. All right. But I I had this, well, you know, you know, I'm a robe guy. I like robes. You surely are a robe guy. But the only robe I had was this, like, really thick, warm one. It's not ideal for this time of year. It's good for winter. So I ordered on Amazon a lightweight robe. Uh, it just so happens to be kimono cut so it's it's just a soft bathrobe but a kimono oh and then i ordered some new slippers and they're tatami slippers very comfortable and then we went to the liquor store and i bought uh the world's biggest bottle of sake <laughs> and i'm i'm drinking it not the whole bottle but i'm happy. well i mean <laughs> yeah. hey, well maybe it's a big bottle, though. You it's like know. three liters of sake. Is it good? Yeah, it's. I, I'm drinking it cold, but you can drink it hot. Right. It was like 15 bucks for this massive bottle of it. Right. For 15 bucks, shit. So, welcome back <laughs> to <laughs> the second episode of Conspiracy Realists that we've recorded in 24 hours because, well, I say we recorded. Welcome back to the second episode of Conspiracy Realists Nick has recorded. In the past 24 hours. <laughs> well, you got, <laughs> you got nine good minutes out of the last one. I, I got nine minutes of a hot Jack the Ripper. <laughs> we had our first oopsie whoopsie last it night. It was a big oopsie whoopsie. Was... We were, we were, how long was your recording? It was probably like an hour and a half. It was right? over an hour for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I had the first eight minutes of it. And the only... It, there's no point in me talking about this, but I'm going to do it because... It was such a missed opportunity. I Austin <laughs> Austin was reading a scripted bit from the last podcast, and it was on a, a live Google Doc. So I just typed at the very end of his paragraph, if you eat too many blueberries, you will explode. And he was in character reading this passage and didn't realize that I added that. <laughs> and he read, if you eat too many blueberries, you will explode, as if it was part of the passage he was reading. Yeah, that was, you got me good. You had to be there. But rather than redoing Jack the Ripper, because halfway through the episode, I wasn't even feeling that good about it. I was like, man, this is just kind of grisly. This is just Yeah, dark. it was <laughs> sincerely one of the most interesting Victorian stories. True history, true history. I, I mean, shit, everybody, everybody knows Jack the Ripper. Yeah, he killed people, but to actually get into it and understand, I didn't know he wrote those notes and taunted the police and shit like fucking kevin spacey seven yeah shit. i mean yeah the notes are he really set like set the bar for the bar like, yeah what absolutely, you do. absolutely yeah when you're a serial killer you do the jack the ripper thing yeah you 
with them. Right, yeah. So, you know, if anyone's listening, there's, like, multiple websites. There's literally, like, jacktheripper.org and stuff like that. Look into it. It, it is really interesting, but I'm not going to talk about it again because I am <laughs> <laughs> I'm over We're it. all ripped out. I'm all, <laughs> yeah, ripper. I hardly know her. <laughs> Instead, I picked a different mystery, different conspiracy, different... Uh, thing well, with multiple theories whatever it, it is we do here yeah the yeah very loose definition definition a defamation <laughs> really loose definition of conspiracy theory on this podcast but that's fine i'm austin harvey this is my co-host and my good pal nick sarnelli and today we're gonna be taking a little trip across the pacific ocean nick are you you know you know of Atlantis. Well, sure. Did you know that the Greek philosopher Plato wrote about Atlantis in one of his uh, collections, Timaeus and Critias? Like, before it was underwater? No, because he didn't write about it as like a place he visited. He, no, I actually think he wrote that it sunk. He used it as like an allegory. Oh, okay. I was going to... But I he, did, I, he did reference it. So it was like a... A thing he referenced that, so people had talked about this sunken city even years before Plato's time. Right. It's kind of one of those like, oh, did he reference it because it was real and everyone knew about it? Or did he make it up and now thousands of years later we're like, wait a minute. Right. He was just using it as like an allegory or whatever you were saying. and Or was it real? Right. Exactly. Yeah, it could be. Either one, but that um, that's not what we're talking about today. Sure. I just wanted to bring that up. But we are talking about something something similar. The story this week starts in 1986. Okay. With a man named Kihachiro Aratake. He's a Japanese man, if you couldn't tell by the name. <laughs> nah, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> and in 1986, he was diving in the waters off the coast of the Japanese island Yonagunijima and would accidentally uncover what some scientists called the archaeological discovery of the century. A little background. The reason he was diving in these waters is uh, the waters around Yonagunijima are really popular in the winter months because that's when a huge population of hammerhead sharks migrates to the area. So people will dive into the water and swim around in scuba gear and stuff to like, get a glimpse of the hammerhead sharks just to watch them not to like just just to go in just to go in there and say hey it's cool yeah they're not like hunting them they're just like oh neat hammerhead sharks cool shit and they like dive underwater yeah I, actually i'm curious are hammerhead sharks not hammerhead bats <laughs> did somebody say hammerhead bat <laughs> hey it's me the underwater jersey devil <laughs> i'm from atlantis <laughs> It's an Atlantis thing. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. Mama Sealeeds. Poseidon's pastrami, man. We got all the shit that a Jersey Devil could need. <laughs> Dionysus's delita- delicatessen. The Jersey Deli. Jersey Deli is an amazing name. I mean, I'm sure there's... Or it's pl- a bad name. There's, there's plenty <laughs> of delis in Jersey probably just called the Jersey Deli. We should build one in the middle of the Pine Barrens, though. It's like a trek to get there and the food's not even good. fried bat it's all <laughs> it's all bat meat <laughs> that's it tainted <laughs> disgusting disease-ridden bat the meat. mayo is made with guano well sure it doesn't we don't even call it guano we just call it 
mayo. <laughs> Ew. Uh, so as it turns out, most hammerhead sharks are pretty small and considered harmless to humans. But then there's a thing called the great hammerhead, which is bigger and angrier. And those are dangerous. But this Japanese guy was down there off off the waters of Japan looking at the hammerhead sharks. And, and uh, trying to trying to get a better view of the sharks, Aratake accidentally strayed outside of what they considered the designated safety zone. And as he swam along, he found something at a depth of 35 meters resting on the ocean floor. It was a massive stone structure. He swam around it, took a bunch of photos uh, of like its kind of coral crusted surface before returning to land and then sharing his discovery with everybody and saying like, hey, look what's down here. And ever since then, since 1986, the site of that structure has become this huge tourist destination. And a lot of uh, geological or ge- geologicians? Geologists? Ge- oh, f*** me. <laughs> <laughs> Geolition! <laughs> I have the word geology written in front of me. Or geological. I have the word ge- geological <laughs> written in front of me. And I was like, geologicians. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, geologists and archaeologists have been spending a lot of time there as well. And they think it's a piece of Atlantis? Not quite. They just know it's a big structure. And I have, um, so structurally, it, it, it kind of looks like, are you, are you familiar with the Sumerian ziggurat? You know, man, I'd love to say I am, but at that uh, no, I am not familiar with the Sumerian Ziggurat. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture in the Discord, but it's basically uh, a pyramid, but it, it, it has like steps on the outside, like S-T-E-P-P-E-S, not just like steps. stairs. Right. Oh, okay. All right. So it's like a I'm getting I'm getting major Tatooine vibes. From oh, I can't that. send you this other image because it's more than eight megabytes. Well, shit. Uh, can I have a lower res image, please? I never thought I'd say that. I know, right? Here we are. Okay, there we go. Oh, that's um. Do you ever see the movie From Dusk Till Dawn? Yeah. It's like the very end of the movie. How the bar is like it shows you down. And it's actually like that on the backside of the like cliff. Oh. Okay. So. What they found, what this guy found underwater seemed to have been like a piece of something that was built like that. It looks pretty much like that, yeah. Oh, like the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he saw the top of it at oh, first. Oh, so it was huge. And then, yeah, it's massive. It is, uh, I actually have the measurements. It is more than 165 feet long and 65 feet wide. So he f***ing legend is out of it and literally found the water temple. Yeah. He put his iron boots on. <laughs> he dropped down. <laughs> he dropped down on. Somehow it. he could breathe by just changing the color of his clothes. Yeah, he put on his blue kimono and he, was he could breathe underwater. He was fine. So that was, yeah, that was what he found. It was just, just this massive ziggurat underwater. And it, 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 I mean, it, it doesn't look like a natural thing. There's a lot of straight lines and things that were clearly hallways and stairs. Um, actually, I have an, 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 is it Imgur or is it Imager? I always said Imager in my head, but I never took the time to actually pronounce. I think Im- Imager makes more sense because Imgur sounds weird. But I but... think it is just Imgur. Right, anyways. 
Yeah. Anyway, there's a photo collection. Of so it. they could like swim through that shit and like explore it. Like, a, yeah, yeah. You can find a bunch of photos of people just kind of scuba diving around it. That's like the global version of running around, like a high school after yeah. hours. Like, oh, what are we getting into? This is so cool. There's no like, we can't do this, but you are. Yeah, we shouldn't be allowed here. Yeah, interestingly, like, the Japanese government doesn't want to recognize it as a cultural landmark or anything, so it is kind of just free reign for people to go to. That's crazy. And there are there are skeptical people who look at this and say, like, oh, no, it's a natural formation, like... No f***ing way. That is a chiseled rock with vertices. I mean, the one thing is literally a human statue. <laughs> yeah, that's... Something's going on there. I'll put the Imager album in the podcast description for anyone who wants to check it out and just take a look to kind of have an idea of what we're talking about here but i don't think that there's any way that would have formed naturally but whatever um i guess around that also there are other rock formations which or not rock formation but just other structural formations protruding from the ocean floor which leads a lot of people to think that it might be an ancient city like Atlantis that sunk into the sea, and they it kind of earned the name Japan's Atlantis. Oh, okay. I think we should call it Japantless, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind. Of, that kind of sounds like you're not wearing pants. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but Japantless. So it's like, uh, it's like uh, underwater mystery hill. Yeah, as I <laughs> as I got into this, I was like, oh man. Why do I keep doing this thing with rocks? You're an architecture guy. I, I am an architecture guy. I, If you're wondering why I got quiet, it's because I went to get my sake. That sounded like a sake run. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. This is, I'm just going to I'm gonna text you a picture of this massive bottle of sake next to my hand for size comparison. Because you know I got them, them big hands. Did you get it? Just got it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a pretty big bottle. That's like the bottle of sake that the anime mentor character, who's a drunk because he's old, but he's still super wise, drinks. <laughs> and that's how I'm dressed. <laughs> <laughs> so there are, like I mentioned, there are actual scientists who are going to this site regularly and researching it. One of the, I guess, most devoted researchers of the, of the site is a geology and seismology professor at the University of Ryukyu's his name is Masaki Kimura, and he has been researching the structure independently for over 15 years and wholeheartedly believes that they are man-made. I found an interview with him from National Geographic, and he said, uh, and I'm not going to do a Japanese accent, <laughs> I think it's very difficult to explain away their origin as being purely natural because of the vast amount of evidence of man's influence on the structures. The character, the characters, and the characters and animal monuments in the water, which I've been able to partially recover in my laboratory, suggest the culture comes from the Asian continent. So there are carvings, like uh, not hieroglyphs, but pictures <laughs> carved into the side of this thing that depict a number of different like people and animals. But Kimura also found remnants of a large carved face similar to the Easter Island heads, which is in that image gallery. Man. He's been there I just like a shit ton of times over the past 15 years. 
And he said every time he visits, he's more convinced that what he's looking at are the remains of a six to 10,000 year old civilization. If someone, like it already looks believable from the pictures and the fact that these aren't like pictures that you don't have access to. Like this is just a thing people go and see. Right. Like we could go to Japan and swim to it. Right. So the fact that this is just an actual thing that exists that there's undeniable proof of and somebody with as much knowledge and information studying what he studies and having what he has access to that thinks without a shadow of a doubt this is real then like come on (laughs) yeah like why why is it a debate like it's like it's not like a bunch of people who don't have the credentials are like well this just looks real right it looks real and also a guy who's more qualified in it than most is saying yeah it's real even like the way he is estimating all this stuff he took some uh, samples of stalactites found in nearby caves and analyzed those in his lab and that's how he got that like six to ten thousand year time date but what's really interesting about that is that would place it near the end of the last ice age which i looked up the last ice age ended ten thousand years ago so if the civilization that he thinks was there was that old it would have been right at the end of that ice age but even 6,000 years later, there's still enough, like the Earth is still recovering enough that it would, they'd have to deal with the fallout of that. And in the time since then, the sea levels have risen 120 meters. 120 meters since the last Ice Age. I think at the time that they estimate the civilization would have been around, it was like 40 meters. Uh, still a pretty big difference. Yeah. That's significant. Um, so Kimura basically said that the rising sea levels and just the nature of like the tectonic plates shifting around that time, all of that led to violent tsunamis that assailed Yonaguni Island and sank the city. And we actually have like modern record of a lot of tsunamis happening in that area. The oldest record we have, like preserved still is from sometime in the 1700s, and there were 130-foot waves hitting that island. So... That was like shit where they'd be like, with the technology that, or lack thereof at the time, and a natural disaster that insane happening, you can't really call the people crazy for thinking it was a god. Poseidon's wrath. Yeah, if you're getting hit by 130-foot waves and your entire... Society is made of sand and stone. You're kind of f***ed. But then on top of all of that, there are other islands near Yonaguni that have sort of similar structures on the coast. And they have uh, charcoal charcoal yields from those areas dating back 1,600 years, which implies that there were humans. Uh, there's another Japanese professor whose name is Toro Oute. Ouchi, Ouchi, Toru, Toru. His last name's O U C H I, but I don't want to say Ouchi. I don't want to say Toru Ouchi. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to assume it's Ouchi, yeah. but it, it looks like Toru Ouchi. But he has also gone there and openly supports Kimura's hypothesis, and is like, "Yeah, this is man-made." The biggest guy I see saying big as in prominent, not uh, I don't know how, how much he weighs. Sure. Stature. <laughs> but uh he's from Boston University. His name's Robert Scotch. 
S-C-O-C-H. Maybe Skook. I don't know. But he, he says totally natural that the lines on the surface are natural causes, like marine creatures digging holes, debris, scratching it up, whatever. And that the structure isn't as regular as people think, meaning not as uniformly made. But he also admits that it's not a closed case, and he hasn't really spent that much time there compared to the other guys looking at it regularly in Japan. But that's kind of like the only naysayer I had. Okay, so it's 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 something. So rolling with the assumption that it is something, that it is an actual ancient civilization, this is where it starts to get really interesting because it's not Atlantis. No one's saying it's Atlantis. So the question is, what was it? The first theory about this was written in the late 1800s by a, a British-American archaeologist and photographer named Augustus Leplongion. Leplongion? <laughs> Augustus Leplongion, that's how it's spelled. I'm going to assume it's Leplongion. Leplongion? It's all, it all sounds bad. It's not a good name. whatever but he spent a lot of time traveling in peru and the yucatan studying ancient mayan civilization and he was the first guy to photographically document the ancient mayan city of uh dude (laughs) (laughs) chicken itza chichen itza chichen itza chichen itza chicken itza feed chicken itza Duck. Chicken eats a duck. Chicken, chichen, chick, chick. chichen eats, chichen eats a. Le, Leplongion claimed to have translated, <laughs> um, he claimed to have translated the first copies of the Popol Vuh, which is the sacred book of the Quiche, a Mayan group from what's now known as Guatemala. He said that he's the first person to have translated their sacred text into Spanish. And he also believed that the ancient culture of the Yucatan was older than that of ancient Greece and Egypt. So old, old. These guys are around a long time ago, and no one's talking about them. Interesting. He also translated an ancient Mayan text. It was called the Trono Codex. And through that, he learned of an ancient civilization that existed alongside the Mayans but was lost to kind of a vague cataclysmic event. Okay. And he called it the Lost Continent of Mu. M-U. Mu. Mu. A lot of people did point out uh, his translation was not very good. Oh. (laughs) Well, all right. He might have been mislabeling Atlantis as Mu. Oh. So a lot of people think like what he was saying about this society was he was actually talking about Atlantis. Mu was a separate thing. Um, and he's just not that good. But in 1926, an author named James Churchward published a book that also talked about the existence of Mu, but from a different background. He spent a lot of time studying with mystic priests in India who showed him stone tablets that outlined the history of Mu and its population of supposedly 64 million people who went by the name the Nakal. And then he said that to transcribe the vignettes on the tablets, he had to study the ancient language Nagamaya, 
which is only known to a handful of people. Yeesh. So his book says that Mew was an extremely ancient continent in the Pacific Ocean. And then I'm just going to read from Wikipedia for the next part. But basically that it was the common origin of great civilizations of Egypt, Greece, Central America, India, Burma, and others, including Easter Island, and was in particular the source of ancient megalithic architecture. As evidence for his claims, he pointed to symbols from throughout the world in which he saw common themes of birds, the relation of the earth and the sky, and especially the sun. Churchward claimed that the king of Mu was named Ra, and he related this to the Egyptian god of the sun, Ra, and the Rapa Nui word for sun, Ra. He claimed to have found symbols of the sun in Egypt, Babylonia, Peru, and all ancient lands and countries. It was a universal symbol. Crazy. I mean, it, it's they literally call it the, the mystical or the mythical lost continent of Mew, which I had never heard of until I started. I, I heard about the Yonaguni Monument, and then in my research for that, I found the lost continent of Mew. And I was like, dang, there's... <laughs> Two of them? Like, two things just sunk into the ocean? Mew and Atlantis? That's insane. I mean, I guess with how much the world has changed in all those years, probably more than two sunk. Yeah, and I think a lot of scientists are like, well, no, that wouldn't be possible. Like, there's no way that... Continents can't just sink into the ocean, but I Maybe. Wasn't it like... Maybe they could. Could have been like one of those, like, literally years and years of the ocean rising and eventually... You know what I mean? Like, isn't doesn't, like, the the planet itself, like, rise and fall to a degree? Yeah, and if you have stuff that's already kind of... I mean, we joke about it, but, like, California is... It it could sink into the ocean. Right, eventually. Yeah eventually like the and it's really not that it's gonna break away and then just float off and sink it's that the ocean's gonna rise that entire part of land's gonna be underwater and then eventually it'll kind of break away bit by bit but like the earth's what like four billion years old like sure I'm, i'm sure stuff has been under and above water that isn't or is right right yeah no that's that's totally not a crazy idea to me at all yeah like you were saying with the um uh the the gobi desert being potentially underwater at one point right right i don't know i wasn't there sure it's a long ass fucking time kimura the um the researcher who's been there a ton is is not saying that this is the lost continent of mew that is like a totally separate theory right but what he has supposedly identified down there on his own through research is he's found a pyramid, a couple castles, a bunch of roads, monuments, and a stadium all in that area. But he believes that the ruins are remnants of y- y- Yamatai culture, which is the which is the Sino-Japanese name for ancient Wa culture. Which is just, um, Wa is just the oldest name for what's now called Japan. Oh, I thought that's, I thought that was the noise that Wario makes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like, Wa! 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 Wa!
group of people wearing purple and yellow with big they're mustaches just, all, just fucking all with each other. Wow. They're all Wario. Half war well all the all the men are Wario, all the women are Waluigi. <laughs> dream. That's my dream. And they sunk their own culture into the ground. Um, but he thinks he thinks it might have been Yamatai people. They would have been around one thousand BCE. So like 3,000 years ago would have been, I guess, the end of their civilization if his... Because he's also estimating they were maybe around, like, 6,000 years ago. So... Okay. It's always... I think it's fun to talk about this kind of stuff when you're like, oh, yeah, this culture was around for 3,000 years and then they just disappeared. And, like, it's, like, an unfathomable amount of time because America's only been around 300 years. Right. And it's, like, 10 times that amount. But, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much everything I have for this theory. It's just, a. Uh, there's like three big ones. It's either everything was just naturally formed through a variety of undersea factors. Uh, it's remnants of the continent, the lost continent of Mew, or it's potentially um, ancient Japanese or Sino-Japanese culture, the Yamatai. I definitely think it's one of the latter two. I, I, I'm not on the side of it just happened naturally underwater yeah i'm yeah i don't like i look at the pictures and i'm like ah <laughs> yeah I it's mean, just like maybe but like i i'd believe that last like, there's like a lot of right angles and a very blatant staircase well yeah and the fact that there's like infrastructure is like okay yeah i could understand if it was maybe like more of a vague shape or things were more rounded but off. there's like hallways and chambers and shit yeah I mean, like, I'm looking at this one photo of it, and there is, it is a pyramid, and then from the bottom to the top is a staircase. Like, I I can't describe it. It's stairs, and then there's an <laughs> opening at the top right at the tip of the stairs. Like, that doesn't happen naturally. I've, I've seen mountains. Right. What do they officially call they this? They just call it the, um, the Yonaguni Monument is the official title. So it's either some, like, indigenous Japanese people. Yeah, or the Lost Continent of Mew. So, I don't know. I'm on board with it. I think... Yeah, I, me too. I don't have enough of a reason to say no, is I think the big thing. Yeah, it's just like something. It, that's a, an extremely specific piece of underwater architecture so there's there's a story behind it and yeah i mean obviously it can only be speculations but speculations based on history based on evidence based on texts and high not hieroglyphs but pictures and whatnot like there's research that goes into it and yeah we can't say definitively but i mean shit yeah i mean really all we need now is for disney to make a movie about it called mew and then we're golden more, yeah, that's, I mean, shit. Because Disney's Atlantis was dope. Disney's Atlantis was dope. And then they did, was Treasure Planet right after that? Yeah, I think so. It's a good back-to-back -back duo. And then I think around the same time, DreamWorks came out with El Dorado. They were just knocking them out. Yeah. So now we really just need the Lost Continent of Mew. I mean, it's really, I guess, theoretically not that different from yeah, I... the Atlantis <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's kinda... It'd be a great this... sequel. Yeah, you get Milo, but he's uh, 20 years older now. He's got a beard. He goes down there with the um, uh, the the uh, the chick with the tattoos and the uh, 
other people that were on that submarine. <laughs> and they uh, they find the other one. They find they get it. They find it. Boscon Nimu. Come into a theater. Come into a theater near Mew. If we rebuild it on the surface again, we could name the city New. Oh, were you gonna, oh I was gonna say Mew too. Oh, even better. <laughs> or we could fill it with cows and call it Moo. Sorry. <laughs> the cow the countenant. The, ca- the lost oh, countenant God. of Moo. We need, to, we need to end ourselves. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> All the bathwater's free. We don't f***ing care anymore. You can have... It's bath milk. It's bath milk. Bath milk. Oh, that made me... That just made me so nauseous. (laughs) Fresh from the cows of the last continent of Moo, here it is. Bath milk. It's an utter disaster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to stage my suicide to look like a murder, and you're going to have to... I'm going to make it look like a cow did it. It's going to be a real hoof done it. All right, you're really milking these cow jokes. <laughs> uh, not a pun. Cow tails? Like the... Uh, Caramel I don't cream call candy. sticks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Oh, they're amazing. They're, they're just so long versions of those little grandma candies that are the caramel with the white oh, cream in the middle yeah, that are circular. Yeah, yeah. You know they discontinued cream savers? What the f***? I'm still mad about it. Those are arguably like the best hard candy you could eat. Actually, now that I think about it, I haven't seen cowtails in a while. No, they exist. Oh, okay, okay. Sh- we're safe. We're safe on cowtails. Go to, oh, go to a gas station or something. You'll find some cows. It's all got the brownie ones, the strawberry, the caramel apple. All the flavors are gross, though. I don't like the... Yeah, I'm eating a regular cow tail or, or nothing. Yeah, the caramel cow tails, and that's it. The, the strawberry ones is, can suck my f***, dude. I do not f*** with They're them. gross, they're and I like, like strawberry flavor, but they're gross. They're nasty. The caramel apple ones are foul. Ugh, don't even... Just... Caramel, you know, it's don't fix it. It's not broken. Ew, I mm, Oreo cow tails. That there's no way. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. No, I just I I'll no, just no, have no. an Oreo. Caramel mix is the is the other candy you're thinking of. It's made by the same company. It makes sense. They probably just have a fucking strip of caramel and cream, and they just fuck them. BJ's Wholesale Club Vanilla Cow Tails Box, thirty six count for thirteen dollars. Order. Send to Nick's address. Estimated delivery. Four business days. There's a BJ's right down the street from me. Four days to get here? I'll walk there. Just go to BJ's. There are too many places named BJ's around my apartment. And none of them have anything to do with blowjobs. So it's like, what's even... No, there's BJ's the restaurant. There's BJ's the wholesale market. There's What was it? BJ's the nail salon? Yeah, there was a BJ's nail salon. BJ's wholesale club. BJ's restaurant and brew house. Another BJ's Wholesale Club, BJ's Gas Station, BJ Nails and Spa. Like, chill out with the BJ's already, guys. This one's just called BJ Services. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that might be the one. BJ's Tire Center. Um, I, what, oh, BJ, oh, BJ's, ser- wait, wait, is, what is BJ's Services? 
BJ Services. Where does that take me to? Oh, that just takes me to BJ's Wholesale, but a list of the services they offer. <laughs> but there's also BJ Services Co., which is the same website. Okay, got it. Don't call your business BJ Services. Yeah, just... Uh, we don't... We don't need to talk about why. I think we just just don't do it. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious yeah, why. And, and if and if and if if it's not obvious to you, then just take our word. It's for not it obvious to don't... you. Don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Here. I guess it's just that many people go by the name BJ. That sucks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, sorry to all the Bobby Joes, the Billy Joes, the Bimmy Joes. <laughs> The uh, Billy Joe, I said that one. Um, the Benny Joes, the Ben and Jerry's, Black Jeopardy, the Black Jeopardy, <laughs> the the Brad Johns, the the Boof Joofs, the Boof. Wow, um, that's they're unfortunate all the way around. <laughs> don't go by BJ. Don't go by BJ. Don't go by BJ. Word to the wise: Don't go by BJ. Also, word of the wise, don't go buy BJ's. But if you're that kind of person and you want to, and you're getting a a buy BJ, there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. Sex workers work. Yeah. So um, don't go buy BJ, but you can buy a BJ. (laughs) And you can also. (laughs) If it's ethically appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, if it's ethically appropriate, feel free to buy a BJ. And you can also have a buy BJ if that's if what it's, you're into. Yeah, I mean, that's just an adjective. Yeah. So two out of three buy BJs, but one out of three don't buy BJ. Or be buy, be buy J. Buy J. Beach. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If you made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> um, we're, we, we've been having a rough time because we lost the, the whole Jack the Ripper episode and Austin brought a, a great little uh, Yokel Nimad structure, whatever the f*** it was called. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we're coasting off the 11th episode spectacular. Um, Bathwater business is run, run into the ground. Uh, so Bathwater is, it's available, but, you know, don't get your hopes up for more. We're going on an indefinite hiatus on the Bathwater. It had its run. It had its fun. But... Yeah, we're investing all of our free time into sake now. Well, it's really just me. I'm just fermenting rice in my apartment, which actually just means I made rice in my rice cooker about two and a half weeks ago, um, and I've been too lazy to clean it out. Um, but if you let it sit long enough, I think it turns into sake. I, I didn't look into it, but I think that's how it works. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think if you just kind of, like, have a... Like, you know how, like, right, it like gets dry after a bit? I think if you just let it keep going past the mold phase... I think it liquefies eventually, and it's like somehow drinkable. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. No, it totally works. Weird. It's not like a, um, it's not no, like pleasant, but, but, huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, it turns all blue for a bit. It's kind of like, it's really off-putting. Um, sometimes it grows an eye, and it just, and it like blinks at you, but that means you're doing... Okay, well, that's not true. You're doing the job right. Well, none of what I said was true. Yeah, it seemed a little weird, but I was like, well, maybe that's, uh, you know, rice alcohol, and it, it, it uh, ferments after a while. We don't judge. Nick specifically said he doesn't kink shame. It's all good in the hood with me. And I 
I only kink shame cucks. So anything else <laughs> I'm kink. fine with. <laughs> My kink is kink shaming cucks. And ironically, it's also beneficial to their kink. So it's a win-win. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conspiracy Realist. Follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at the conspiracy realist. Make sure that these. I do want to reiterate yet. Yeah, make sure the V is in there because at conspiracy realist is an anti-vaxer. We do not support that. We do not condone that. Get your shots. We are at the conspiracy realist, and you can tell it's us. Uh, one by our logo. Two, our entire feed is clips from the podcast and bad memes. So if you see those, you found the right one. On Twitter, we're at RealistPod. We're not very active because... Tw- uh, and also check out our blog slash website, conspiracyrealists.ghost.io. That's where you're going to find all of our uh, bathwater updates. That's where you're going to find all of our written works. That's where you're going to find Nick's post about the gauntlet in listicle format for easy reading. So um, beyond that, just give us, um, if, you, if you're if you on Spotify and you go to the top of the podcast thing and you like, there's like a button that like has like a star rating. If you hit that, you can actually, you can pick how many stars we should get. Um, I would just hit five. If I read, I, I would just hit five on that. If you're on like another podcast, like if you're on like Apple Podcasts or whatever, um, there's like another option to do that. I I would just put five stars, even if you don't think so. Uh, in all know, the what, things, what's it? What's the harm? Yeah, even what's if the you, harm? I mean, yeah, just like yeah, what's it? It, it doesn't hurt you. To you're, put five. you're already here. Leave leave so. a five ski, and we'll uh, you know, we'll call it a day. Yeah, we'll call it a day. That's the. That's the deal. We're not going to have any fans from Jersey or any from uh, of the cock variety. Yeah, we, we have ruled out two entire states of people. New Jersey <laughs> and Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in Minnesota is a cock. <laughs> so I threw out three groups of people now. Um, sorry, Minnesotans. The rest of you can f*** yourselves. Anyway, love you. Bye. <laughs>